Hey guys, it's KP Skippy from Maryland. Just thought you'd like to know. Dio just passed. I know it's going to upset the both of you. Moment of silence for Dio. Later. Welcome to the Godcast, your weekly source for religious news and views featuring Archbishop Lance Wackerly and Rabbi D. Simon. And on this week's show, we discuss the importance of marriage. The parents of Natalie, Robbie Hill, and Casey Lane. Love how they have two different surnames. Probably not married. I don't know why she has a different name. It's this liberal fucking bullshit. Celebrity gossip. You should feel shame and the celebrities should feel shame. Don't absolve people from shame without asking me first. And the difference between Judaism and Christianity. You know what, people? Jesus like the tooth fairy. Doesn't exist. Fuck off, it's sick and wrong! Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. We're your host, E. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. Wackerly, I uh, notice your somber tone of voice, and I think um, we're both mourning. We're both grieving here on uh, yes. Sick and Wrong. Yes. And uh, you know, I was wondering how you're coping with a second tragedy. Less than two weeks. Not well. Not well. I know. It's, you know, it was last week's show was extremely difficult. And then this week, one of my heavy metal idols, a god of heavy metal, passed on. That's true. He We're, would want us to, to go on with the show, though. He would want us to go on for the show. And, and you know what? I was inconsolable all day on Sunday when I found out that um, Ronnie James Dio, legendary heavy metal singer. I know. Black Sabbath and uh, his, his, his solo project, Dio. I tried um, to console you, and it just wasn't happening. He died. Sunday, he was 67. He had stomach cancer, and he died. And uh, I found out uh, pretty much right when I woke up. I logged on uh, to the intertubes and checked the email, and we had like five English people send, us, send, uh, send an email about it. And uh, yeah, I was inconsolable all day. Listen to Holy Diver repeatedly. Throughout the afternoon, I slammed shots of Jack Daniels. Screaming up at the sky, how many more lives? Why? You know, with the exception of the shots of Jack Daniels, it's my typical Sunday afternoon anyway. Right. But, um, but yeah, no, I, 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 was, I was thinking about the proper way to uh, mourn Dio, and I was thinking the only way to really mourn him properly would be to listen to Holy Diver and uh, to, to sit Shiva for him. That's what Jews Shiva? do. That's what Jews do. They sit Shiva when a, when a loved one dies. I thought Shiva was an Indi- one of those Hindu gods. That's Shiva. Oh. Is it Shiva? Uh. I don't know. No, sitting Shiva is what the, uh, that's what the Jews do when do a loved one Shivas? dies. Do you drink Shivas? No, you, uh, you actually, you should drink uh, Shivas. <laughs> no, what you do, it's, it's, it's uh, for seven days. You pretty much are just confined to your house, eating, drinking. Do not leave your house. Do not do anything. Just think about your loved one. Friends Sounds and family badass. come over, they oh, hang out. That doesn't sound so good. Yeah, but they come over, they hang out, they bring you food because they know you're sitting Shiva and you can't leave your house. So it's just, just sitting. I don't know why I have to bring Shiva into it. Well, it's called Shiva. is the act of sitting there mourning right, your loss of your loved one. But why aren't you just, you're just sitting? The verbiage is sitting Shiva. What are you doing? I'm just sitting. Oh, because your dad died? Yeah. Just sitting here drinking. That's pretty much sitting shit. I don't know why Jews have to bring shit. You knock sh- back bottles of Manischewitz, you eat some gefilte <laughs> fish, and you, you cry. Shiva? Why do you got to bring Shiva into it? 
Well, that's what it's called. The it's, destroyer. It's, it's Shiva. Oh. It's sitting Shiva. That's what the Jews do. But you know what, though? The Jews do that. The Jews just like... Do you have Jew- to eat special Jewish foods? No, you can eat anything you want. This is awesome. But the Jews... But the thing is, though, with the Jews, they like they, they liked the pain. They like the suffering. The Jews like to be the martyr. Whereas Christians, when they have a wake... They party. They like to be drunk. They like to get shit-faced. Right. And they have the body right there. They talk shit. They have a party. It's very festive. Well, Christians are oppressed. So you so, have to drink to sort of tell your dad what you really feel about him. Well, this is what mom, I propose brother, we do. Uncle. Rather than just sit Shiva and, you know, just sit here and mourn Dio, we should make a combination of Shiva wake to the Christian and Jewish traditions. Yeah. I mean, the wake is really Catholic. It's not Christian. Or whatever, dude. We'll hardcore, t- we'll pro- take hardcore Protestants don't take the stick out of their ass even after somebody dies. All right. All I'm saying is let's just drink a lot while we mourn Dio. Right. How, how's <laughs> that going to be different? <laughs> Regular show? <laughs> but seriously, though, Dio possessed one of the greatest voices in all of heavy metal. Um, he had a voice they 10 times his size. They don't make him like that anymore. He had a voice ten times its size. They don't make him like that anymore, really. No, no. Can you? Know, I can't even name like another like a current heavy metal artist other than uh, Matt Pike, maybe from uh, High on Fire. But he didn't have a theatrical. I mean, he still does the bombastic like, voice like Dio. He does the death metal voice. Yeah, right? nobody does like, the bombast anymore. No one does. I'm no surprised one has there's that no retro. Voice. No, there's not even a retro band that does that. You know, there's a there's a band Hammers of Misfortune oh, okay. that kind of that kind of did it, but you couldn't hit that range, that octave uh-huh. range of uh, Dio. Um, you know, he was a small man. He was a diminutive guy, but he had a voice like ten times his size. Right, he did. Yeah, you know, I was wondering in in heavy metal, like who's the smallest figure in heavy metal? Was who who was taller, Dio, Danzig, or Bruce Dickinson? <laughs> They're all pretty small. <laughs> I would say, I would say Danzig is the shortest. Is then, Danzig shorter than Dio? Dio's pretty small. He's like an elf. Yeah, he was. A, he was in a band called. You could elf. fit them. You could fit all three of them up Rob Halford's ass. <laughs> so, does it really matter? There's They're another all epic voice of heavy metal. <laughs> yeah, he's still around though. Oh yeah, he is. So uh, you know, a couple things about a couple of no- notes of history here about Dio. Um, he was in a band called Rainbow. He was in some really gay ass bands before Black Sabbath. He was in a band called Elf. Then he was in a band called Rainbow. Yeah, but you got to give him you got to give him a little bit of slack because th- they were such early heavy metal dudes that it didn't even really exist. So they were sort of like pioneers. Hi- well, they, they were hippie bands that turned into metal. I mean, Black Sabbath was the same thing. What was what was Lemmy's first band called? Hawkwind. Yeah, so he even was in Hawkwind. No, I mean, exactly. It was just that that kind of But I mean, was Rainbow a metal band or a prog band? I don't know. I don't know. But it Never was it of. was the early it was the beginnings. The uh the, the they're the uh is the genesis of heavy metal. So in 79, I Dio- thought Genesis was the genesis. <laughs> That's Phil Collins, and that's not metal. Oh, right. What is that? Just pop music? Shite. (laughs) In 79, Dio left Rainbow. He joined Black Sabbath. He replaced Ozzy Osbourne. I know there was some animosity. Well, Ozzy left of his own accord, right? He left to go do. Ozzy was kicked out of Sabbath. Oh, was he? I don't know. Because he he was doing a ludicrous amount of drugs. An awesome amount of drugs <laughs> and alcohol and alcohol. Yeah, I, I I used to have the Black Sabbath documentary, but I it's been so long since I've seen it. I don't remember. Yeah, I, I can't remember on what terms he left. But I know Dio replaced him, and Sabbath wasn't nearly as good with Dio as it Even was with Ozzy. Even though Geezer wrote all the songs, and Tony Iommi was like 
yeah, man, but you, the man you behind can't the replace sound. a singer, lead singer of a band. Yeah, as that's why a, I always as loved, he used to have a really great voice. He yeah, used to. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I always loved Dio's. Uh, you know, the, his self-named project. Mm-hmm. It's just his own band better than what he did with yeah, Sabbath. Yeah, definitely. But anyway, during the time that he w- was with, um, the, the Heaven and Hell album came out, which revitalized uh, Black Sabbath's career. It was during this time that he popularized the devil horns gesture. Oh, I thought that was George Bush. <laughs> <laughs> no, they did that to George Bush. Oh, okay. No, it's a Texas he was the great Satan. Uh, Dio says that his grandmother used to make the hand gesture to ward off the evil eye. Mm-hmm. Which was very common amongst uh, superstitious Southern Italians. So it's not like, uh, as I was told in the decline of Western civilization, that it's the three sixes or some shit like that. Now, Remember that part? Yeah, oh, yeah, where you're saying it's six, six, six. You see, yeah. there's a six here, a six there, and a six there. The number well, of the beast. I don't know if Dio's grandmother thought that, but she was definitely a very heavy metal grandma. Uh, yeah. The horns themselves are used to scare away and give someone the malocchio, the evil eye. No. So Dio was his real name? Is that like his real Italian name? No, his name was like Ronnie Ronnie James Cavantos or something. Oh, he was okay. yeah, he changed it to Dio. Um I'm not quite sure why I didn't do that much research. <laughs> what the fuck, dude. I love Dio, but not that much. Oh, I was too busy staring at his <laughs> But he was the first one that used the horn sign. Uh uh-huh. the band Coven used it and uh, Parliament Funkadelic used the horn sign. You mean Coven? <laughs> is it Coven? Coven? No, it is Coven. Remember that movie? Oh yeah! <laughs> Never mind. I Wasn't that remember. the America American movie? I American movie, called. yeah. Dude that, wants to make a movie about the Coven, and then at the end of the movie, somebody tells him it's called Coven, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Ronnie James Dio, though Dio was uh, one of my favorite metal performers. You know, we I'll saw never... him with P Town in uh, Concord Pavilion. Remember, it that? was Iron Maiden, Dio, and Motorhead. Yeah, it was a brilliant show. show. It was a brilliant show. Great show. But I'll, I'll always remember Dio. Look back on Dio fondly. That's what kind of bothers me about the passing of Dio. But you know, now it's it's it got to the point where now heavy metal legends and icons of our own life. Right. Dying. It's making it's making me aware of my own mortality. Really? Like I remember my mother got really upset years ago when Jimmy Stewart died. Really? Jimmy Stewart died, she was she was beside herself with grief and I was like, Who is this old guy? Who cares? <laughs> she loved Jimmy Stewart. He was a huge man. Yeah, he was really he was really popular and he was well, really I mean, tall I guy. Mean in yeah. Stature, yeah. <laughs> but when Elvis Presley died, who was also a huge man. Yes. <laughs> with an, an oversized wise. colon. <laughs> um my mother was uh, beside herself with grief and even then I was just like I still don't get it, even though I was like two. But you know, this this is like really hitting home. I'm wondering who's next. Iggy? Lemmy? Ozzy? Don't, don't put Iggy in with them, please. <laughs> Dude, I rank Iggy up there. For me, I, I'm, a little, I'm a little bit sick of Iggy. He's why does he get so much attention? Like, every time you see, like, a photo... Godfather of punk, you heathen. I don't know about that. Fucking ingrate. I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, he's just... He, like, every time you open a fucking magazine, he's like, there he is standing with Kate Moss. With, and he never has a shirt on? Like, put a fucking shirt on. You you're don't, old and gross. Yeah, no... You were it, gross when you were young, but now you're old and gross. Yeah, no, he he, he almost looks like a piece of, like, taxidermy. Like a he stuffed human now. He looks like a fucking now. piece of yeah. beef jerky. <laughs> But no, seriously, we had Frank Frazetta die last week. We had Dio die this week. And uh, I say we raise our glasses to both. We're going to dedicate episode 227 here of Sick and Wrong to uh, Ronnie James. We just cheersed our glasses as if they were two broadswords. Broadswords, yep. Dedicated to Dio. Um, so anyway, I was thinking for, uh, for uh, the, the main subject matter here of uh, episode 227 of Sick and Wrong... I want to explore the art of taxidermy, which I consider to be 
the heavy metal of art. Really? It's up there. I bet you Dio was a fan of taxidermy. Well, who isn't really? I mean, at least a passing fan. Right. I mean, it's there's. Well, what's I've always been obsessed with. Not obsessed. I remember somebody who was. I've always a fan. been fascinated with taxidermy. Yes. And uh, I remember at one point, you remember my ex-girlfriend. Yeah, she wasn't a fan. She was it not so a happened. fan of taxidermy. And uh, th- this was years ago, though. This was probably 10 years ago. I found this store that was closing. I walked by the store that was closing, and they had this massive stuffed owl. And I was going to buy yeah. it. They were going to sell it to I me for 50 this. bucks. I remember this. You know, I had it. I was going to go buy it. I went, I went back home to go get some money. And I told her, I was like, oh, my God, you'll never believe what yeah, I found yeah. for a house. I found this. Uh, did, this... You, did you learn a lesson there? Well, no. I was like, I found this stuffed owl. I'm going to go buy it. She's like, no, you're not. And yeah. we lived together. I mean, we lived together for a few years at that point. <laughs> lesson a little lesson too number long. one, just come home with it. <laughs> I should have just surprised her. <laughs> Don't express her. your enthusiasm. So we got in this huge argument about it. And I was telling her, I was like, listen, this is, what, this is the compromise I'm willing to make. This is my house, too. I pay half the rent in this place. And that owl can be on my side of the house. But here's my compromise. When she was around, I was going to put a coat over it. Mm-hmm. And then when she wasn't around, I was going to take the coat off and the owl could be there for me. Kind of like a real bird where you, where you cover it up so it shuts the fuck up because it thinks it's night. Exactly. <laughs> but instead, it was just, you would cover it up so it wouldn't frighten your girlfriend to I mean, death. It wouldn't, it wouldn't frighten my girlfriend. But uh, you know what? She wasn't even cool with that. No. Yeah. She was, you, she was rather intolerant to the taxidermy. And she was like, okay, I'll, uh, I'll put my vagina over on my side of the apartment and cover that up when you're here. And ultimately, How's that compromise? ultimately the vagina wins all arguments. <laughs> it really does. We'll, we'll always fold in the you end. You can think about fucking the stuffed owl, but you know, <laughs> it's not going to work long term. Yeah, so I never, you know, I never ended up getting it. But then when we broke up and like, you know, I, I moved out, got my own apartment. First thing I did, I went over to that place and uh, unfortunately, storage shut down. No the more owl. gone. Yeah. yeah. So I've always been on the lookout for uh, nice that's pieces like of your, taxidermy. That's like your rosebud sled. <laughs> <laughs> when you die, you're just going to be like, Stuffed, stuffed owl. <laughs> stuffed owl. And then there's going to be a fade wipe to the owl. So anyway, uh, uh, in, in keeping with the I theme wish hurry of taxidermy here. I wish you'd hurry up and die so I can make that movie. <laughs> in keeping with the uh, theme of taxidermy here on the show, we got, a, we got an email from uh, Scott Bibus, who's a taxidermist artist from a website, deadanimalart.com. He contacted us, big fan of the show, so he wanted to be on the show, and uh, he's doing a big, uh, he's doing a show right now at the Wacko Gallery, or it's La Luz de Jesus, it's the gallery at the bookstore Wacko in LA, with a bunch of other taxidermists, and uh, I'm a big fan of that, that, that taxidermy art, the, the, the crypto taxidermy, yeah, where they make like different creatures. This ain't your father's taxidermy, so anyway, we're going to give uh, Scott a call over at uh, deadanimalart.com and uh, find out what it takes to, uh, to uh, mount an animal. The proper way to mount, wondered, to mount animals. Because I've always thought that I've been doing it wrong. Yeah, I think I've, I think I've been doing it wrong, too. So let, let's give Scott a call. Hello? Hey, Scott. Hey, this is he. Hey, what's up? It's uh, Dean Lance calling from Sick and Wrong. How's it going? Good. How you guys doing? Oh, not too bad. Hey, uh, you know, thanks for being on the show despite the uh, tragedy over the weekend. Oh, what's that? What tragedy? Oh, you're, well, I was about to ask how you're coping. Dio. Oh. Dio died. I, I mean, uh, how are you coping with this? Uh, you know, I'm struggling. I think like everybody. Um, 
but when you know i think i'm just gonna have to uh persevere in the dark you know yeah seriously persevere I mean, you're, you're, I think one, one thing you might have to do is find new inspirational music to listen to while stuffing pieces of uh, sawdust into roadkill. Um, I would say Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. Mm. Oh, ooh, that's a pretty know. good suggestion. But do, do you ever listen to Dio when you're working? You know, I listen to Dio when I'm doing almost everything. Yeah. Um, you know, especially when I'm like standing on the rooftop of a building. And I just, you know, need something to be triumphant to. <laughs> I, I just like Dio when I'm, when I'm making love to a fine young woman. I like Dio when I'm making love to a fine dead animal. <laughs> <laughs> Hence your occupation. So, Scott, uh, should we call you Scott or Beebus or Bibus? How do you say your last name? It's Bibus. Uh, Scott's fine, though. Okay, so uh, we'll, we'll call you Scott. Scott, you um, have a website. You do taxidermy art, deadanimalart.com. You're also co-founder of the Minnesota Association of Rogue Taxidermists. Yeah, that's right. RogueTaxidermy.com. You got it. So explain this to me. Um, rogue taxidermy is kind of a new term, which I'm, I'm not all that familiar with. But is it art or is it taxidermy? What, what is rogue taxidermy? Well, I think that there's uh, actually a lot of varying views on that exact subject. I basically define rogue taxidermy as any that has a different goal than traditional taxidermy. So traditional taxidermy's whole goal is to make you forget that the animal that you're looking at is dead, you know? You know? Yeah, but it's not moving, and it has glass eyes. <laughs> exactly. Well, but, but a lot of people, when they look at, like, a piece of taxidermy, they just think, like, like oh, that's kind of cool. Like, oh, look at that majestic moose, or, you know, that... <laughs> That fucking elk is it's so beautiful, but they don't think that that actual animal they're looking at, that's the skin of a dead animal that was, like, carved off, preserved, and then put on a foam mannequin. So, like, the entire purpose of taxidermy is essentially to hide, you know, the fact that... Well, well you're to look- maintain the illusion that this animal is real. Exactly. That's right. It's to maintain an illusion. And I think, I, I say rogue taxidermy is any taxidermy that has a different goal than that whether it be to subvert that illusion, maybe to create like a mystical creature that doesn't exist. Um, so some, Like a jackalope. Yeah, exactly. Like jackalope maybe the original rogue taxidermy. There's even yeah. older examples, too, uh, like some of the earliest preservation techniques, like people would, like in uh, the Caribbean islands would catch these skate fish, and they cover them up to look like devil-like creatures, and then like salt them and dry them. So it's been hmm. around for a long time. So... But it's a, is it a recent movement, though, in taxidermy? Because I've seen, I mean, speaking of San Francisco, I don't know if you've uh, ever been out here to some of the taxidermy stores they have out here, but I've heard the term neo-taxidermy being thrown around. Neo or crypto? Both. Crypto oh, okay. and neo, where it's like, they'll take like a rat's head on a dog's body. <laughs> yeah. And uh, th- there's a place called Paxton's Gate, which is in the Mission, that has all sorts of cool stuff. It's totally overpriced. But you can go there and get like a rat with bat wings on it and on top of like a chicken's body or something nice what is that well i mean i would uh, we invented the term rogue taxidermy as sort of a banner for all that stuff to fall under um obviously individual artists are you know uh they call whatever they want you know they could call it art they could call it crypto taxidermy which is a term i know that's been around for a little while in fact there was an episode of dexter um that in the first season that I had some work on, and they use the term uh, crypto taxidermy on that, too. So I was trying to remember that. That was Dexter, where they go into the dude's trailer, and he has all that stuff, and they say that, like, that's why he's probably a good suspect or something. Yeah, totally. He's got all sorts of, like, bizarre taxidermy hanging around, and they rented some pieces from me. Uh, I couldn't oh, remember wow. what show it was, but that's cool. So, wait, do you have, like, a uh, museum or something? Like, uh, an archive of uh, dead animals in your house? <laughs> 
Well, I have like a whole, much to my girlfriend's dismay, like my artwork like kind of was supposed to be contained to like what was originally going to be our dining room, and it's like slowly seeped out, sort of like a tumor kind of growing out into all the other rooms of the house. Well, uh, so for the listeners' uh, gratification here, describe what your art looks like. I, you know, I looked it up at uh, I looked it up at your website. I was checking it out, and I was trying to think of like how I would describe it. But I think it'd be better if you just described it to us. Sure. Well, I like to tell people who haven't seen it that basically the goal of my art is to make you realize that you're looking at a dead animal. <laughs> so whereas traditional taxidermy tends to try to hide that fact, I try to make it like overtly obvious <laughs> by sort of combining the aesthetics of traditional taxidermy with horror movie and like haunted house kind of aesthetics so that you'll see maybe it's a cat that's missing its lower jaw, its tongue is hanging down, there's like blood falling everywhere and then I also have a lot of animals consuming other animals that they wouldn't usually consume squirrels eating each other squirrels eating human fingers like all sorts of bloody my, my taxonomy is very easy to tell because if it's bloody and gross you know I did it yeah, it's extremely graphic I saw it looked like a rabbit that had someone like shoved an M80 in it it's like it's gut was guts were flying open it was kind of it was yeah very graphic very memorable that's true that's, that's what I strive for <laughs> so <clears throat> Explain what the uh, Association of Rogue Taxidermists is all about. Like, are you guys some kind of gang of like vigilante taxidermists? Like, what, what, what's the association do? Yeah, yeah, we get together. We just sort of go out and like beat up regular taxidermists. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what are you using? Acrylic eyes? You're supposed to be using glass eyes. Tell me. And then, you know, whatever we cut off of them, we use in our art. So, you know, it's good. Um, <laughs> uh, we're, we're basically just a group of artists who all met. Um, myself, Serena Brewer, and Robert Marbury are the three founders. And we we're all working in Minnesota in kind of tri- like similar styles, uh, though slightly different. Serena makes these amazing, beautiful kind of fantasy animals. And Robert does what he calls vegan taxidermy, which is like a stuffed animal on a taxidermy form, like a plush animal. <laughs> and so we all just sort of met and realized we were kind of thinking about some of the, a lot of the same things and decided we should gang up. And then a bunch of other people started joining us, too. And now we've got, like, I think, like, 30 or 40 members from around the world. Oh, wow. So, and you guys are, you, you told me you're doing an art show right now. Is it a, is it a Minnesota, Minnesota Association Rogue Taxidermist art show in L.A.? It is, yeah. And most, I think there are some people who are new members who had just joined the association. But yeah, everybody in the show is a member of the Minnesota Association of Rogue Taxidermists. And I think there are, oh, 11 or 12 artists that are showing at the show. Wow, yeah. Well, we're going to have to uh, hype the show uh, um, in in a second here. But I got a couple more questions for you first. (laughs) So have you always been into taxidermy? Like, was your dad like a big hunter? (laughs) No, and neither am I. Like, my dad is a social work professor at the college that I went to. Um, and <laughs> That's ironic. Yeah, furthest thing from hunting. Like, I've never actually hunted in my entire life. Um, and I wasn't into taxidermy. I didn't even have an interest in it, really, but I've always been kind of obsessed and fascinated by dead animals as, like, creepy psycho as that sounds. <laughs> like, um, no, I get it, though. Like, have you ever noticed when you're driving and you see some roadkill on the side of the road, you always check it out and be like, what is that? Is that a beaver? <laughs> you know, it's like you always want to see it because you're fast and you're drawn to it. I, no, I, can totally I like when they get really big like a balloon. Yeah, and, like, and then you drive over it. Or you you got to, like, pull over and just, like, jack it <laughs> on the side of the road, right? Yeah. Right, guys? Yeah. So uh, where where do you get the animals? Like, do you find, I mean, do you use roadkill or do you actually, like, where, where do you procure the animals? Yeah, we uh, it, all the members of the uh, MART, we, as we call for short, uh, abide by an ethics charter, which basically says that you can't kill an animal to make your art. Um, 
So I do. I pick. I pick up roadkill. I'll buy stuff at like Asian grocers who will like oftentimes sell like full animals with the skin on, which like in American grocery stores, like you don't do that unless it's a fish. <laughs> yeah. So like, wait, like, what would you buy from an Asian grocery store? I I'd like buy like a lot of uh, like I'll buy frogs, uh, like chickens, uh, <laughs> you know, mostly that kind of stuff, like weird fish and stuff too. Also to like kind of make creatures out of. Okay. Well, it's interesting that they uh, they just sell the whole animal there. They just passed a law in San Francisco, or they're trying to. I can't remember if it passed or not. That uh, they're uh, making it illegal for the Asian markets to sell live animals. Oh, really? Yeah, because they sell live frogs and probably even live chickens and stuff too. Hey, you know, I noticed in Chinatown over here, they sell animals I've never seen before. <laughs> Have you ever noticed that? They're just like hanging there, their carcasses. You're like, yeah. what the hell is that? I don't know. And a Chinese guy out there is eating that. Yeah. With some soy sauce. Um, so one thing about it, when you're driving around looking for roadkill, do you just kind of cruise by and be like, I mean, what, what, what do you find? Like skunk, deer? Yeah, I mean, mostly you find like urban animals, like raccoons, squirrels, that kind of stuff. So, you know, what, whatever's abundant around you that like has kind of like lost the fear of traffic is <laughs> the most common thing you find. So, but I'm actually living now in Florida. I was, you know, obviously in Minnesota for the majority of my life, all of it, I guess, until recently. So we had a nice like frozen period of time where like roadkill hunting is like really easy because everything is frozen solid. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's actually pretty cool. Yeah. So, I mean, you could just find an alligator or something. Well, yeah, I haven't found that yet, and, like, it's pretty funny. That's the only thing that they actually care about, like, taxidermying down here. Everything really? else, like, I looked up the taxidermy laws, and it might as well have just been, like, a picture of a fat guy shrugging, like, I don't know. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> we have a gator alligators head that somebody like, sent Alligators. Us. Yeah, we do have an alligator head that someone sent to us from, from Florida. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, more girl, one of our, one of our listeners. So, Scott, have you ever, like, stuffed a neighbor's dog upon request? Like, a family member's like, you know what, I, I just don't want to let go. Will you stuff my dog for me? No, I never have. I, um, would you? Yeah, I, I don't know. It, that would be, like, I think that would actually just be too challenging technically for me. Like, you have to be a master taxidermist to take somebody's pet animal and reproduce it in a way that doesn't make them, like, look at it and go, like, what the fuck? <laughs> That might be a golden retriever, but it's not fucking Billy. That's for damn sure. <laughs> you know, so I don't think I'd have the skills to do it, like to do it justice. So I wouldn't want to like get into that arena and have somebody all like mad at me when I like effed it up really bad. So um, I guess my next question is probably a no. Could you stuff a human if adequately compensated? Well, yeah, I, I have often said like to the question of stuffing pets that like, well, I'd do it if you would also be willing to let me stuff a person who was related to you because. <laughs> Like, I don't know why you would want a totem, like a reminder of your dead pet, like sitting around your house. I think it's creepy. People who have them, like, you know, I've had a lot of pets that I loved a lot in my life and like coming home and being like, oh, that's right. My pet is dead. I almost forgot that for a day. Like, (laughs) (laughs) can you preserve a corpse though? I mean, if like, you know, how? uh, well, let's make a better question. What's the difference between taxidermy and embalming? Sure. Well, taxidermy, I like to describe it for people who aren't familiar with it as basically if you were to peel an orange without damaging the peel and take out the fruit of the orange and then replace that with a tennis ball and put the peel back around it. So in taxidermy, you skin the animal and then you remove everything else and build a fake replica of that of everything you took out and put the skin back on it. Whereas embalming, you remove the guts, you leave everything, all the muscles and things in, and then you pump fluid, like preserving fluid through the circulatory system. Okay. So it's just, it's a little bit different of a practice, and that's why taxidermy human isn't practical because 
we don't have hair, and hair is a taxidermist's best friend because it hides all the little mistakes that you might make re-sculpting your anatomy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you'd end up getting sort of like a Michelin man looking, like kind of like... <laughs> no, I mean, would you, would you have to stitch the person together with the skin and everything? Well, you could skin the person whole, like uh, as far as, I mean, you know, you wouldn't necessarily have to cut the arms off and then like stitch them back together. You could actually, you know, skin everything using certain cuts along the back and stuff. <laughs> so, really... Well, then you can put clothes back on them. Yeah, it's I mean, of, the, of the human being. Yeah, yeah. You... Well, what I'm saying is you know how a lot of parents, they'll lose a child, they don't want to let go, they keep their room preserved as exactly as if the kid, you know, was, you know, living in it the day before. Right. So what, what if, like, you know, it seems like it's a, a, a business venture. <laughs> you can offer the services, we'll stuff your child, and you can keep uh, well... it in bed and it looks just like a real kid. You know, in the modern era of the internet, you got to be really careful with like what people are googling to find your stuff and stuff and child. Like, <laughs> they want to put that out there as a way that people are funneling to your website. <laughs> but this leads to another question I have. So, if you you normally take all the guts out and you put the mannequin in, and you and your I haven't sorry looked at your website yet, but your pieces have the animals with their guts flying out. What do you make the guts out of? Right. Well, I, a lot of them are just uh, sculpted. So, you know, I'll use a lot of different, like, clays and sculpting stuff, and okay. I'll just kind of rebuild all that gut. All right. I've actually started doing now casts of actual carcasses. So, like, I'll take the carcass and I'll kind of split it open, and I'll freeze it in a position, and then I'll make a mold of it and then cast, like, the actual real guts. <laughs> okay. Nice. <laughs> gut gross realism, you know? Wow. Yeah, no, it's interesting. So how what do you like how do you mount the animals? Like how do you get them to like stand? Like what what, what kind of base do you put them on? Right. Like so basically, you know, once you have the skin off and you tan it, which is the the process of preserving it, then you essentially you build a mannequin. It's a stiff mannequin with what like wires inside of it for posing and stuff and you put the skin back on that. And then that's usually mounted to some type of wood base or in traditional taxidermy, like a piece of driftwood or, you know, in my case, maybe like a severed human arm or, you know, like <laughs> I've crafted somewhere else. I imagine it smells awful. Yeah, I was about to say, what does it smell like? It, it can be pretty nasty. Like, it, it all depends on the animal you're working on and especially because we're not often dealing with, like, prime, <laughs> you know, like, specimens. You can get a little bit of, like, uh, you know, green, the greenness, which is... <laughs> You know, that kind of rock color, and that can be uh, quite odorous, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I imagine it must smell, it must smell bad. So what is your uh, girlfriend, or, or are you married, or girlfriend? I have a girlfriend, yeah. So what, what does your girlfriend think of your uh, your art? Well, she really digs it, actually, and I, um, that's, you know, something special in a woman. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, have you had, like, have you been on a date with a girl and brought her back to your place, and all of a sudden you turn on a light, and it's just all these, like, a hundred dead animals? Not, no, I haven't, but only because, like, I, I think the type of woman who would be put off with that also would be put off by dating, like, just a fat guy with a beard. <laughs> I think that I'm weird looking and generally strange. Like, once you get in the house, you're like, oh, this makes sense. <laughs> so I actually made her, for one of our anniversaries, a squirrel kind of, like, ripping its heart out and giving it to her, and she was, like, totally blown away by that. So that's when I knew she was the chick for me. That's very, very touching. So where can people uh, buy some of your art? Uh, you can just go on to uh, deadanimalart.com and check the shop out, or I have an Etsy store that's at etsy.com slash limaceous, which I wouldn't even bother selling. There's a link to it on, or uh, spelling, it's a link to it on deadanimalart.com. Okay, and uh, you're also, in, right now you have a show going on in L.A. What's the name of the gallery? It's uh, La Luz de Jesus. It's uh, in the store Wacko. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's an amazing store, actually. Yeah, it was incredible. We went there to, like, set up the show, and I walked in, and I was just sort of like, oh, man, any money I make of this show, I'm just going to spend here, so <laughs> why even bother? So, wait, how many different artists are uh, 
uh, selling their pieces? I think there's about 12 artists, and we have a whole cool range of like people who do fantasy animals. Um, there's a awesome artist named Jessica Joslin who does these crazy bone sculptures that also have like kind of brasswork ornamentation mixed in. Um, we uh-huh. have uh, just a whole bunch of cool people. Another, another guy who makes these weird fantasy animals that are like bizarre tropical birds and stuff. It's just super cool. So how long is it going till? It is on until the 30th. So until May 30th. So there you go, people. La Luz de Jesus at Wacko. Wacko's on, was it on Sunset? I don't know it. Uh, prob- yeah, I probably. Yeah. You can, you can look it up. Find it on Google. <laughs> but just uh, do a Google search for it. DanAnimalArt.com uh, is Scott's website, and RogueTaxidermy.com is the uh, your association's website. You got it. All right. Well, Scott, it was nice talking to you, man. You really enlightened me here to the world of taxidermy. All right. Cool. It's great talking to you guys. I'm a big fan of the podcast. Oh, yes. yeah? How did you find out about Ziggurat? Uh, actually, um, it's, it's slightly embarrassing, but I play a weekly online game of Dungeons & Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know. Dungeons & Dragons is now, like, weekly. on. It's like an online game site. Well, no, we actually, <laughs> this is even more, we've jury-rigged a way to play online. Um, I don't think I should talk about this anymore, but... <laughs> yeah. It's about this guy. My, like, saving throw, yeah, and my Dungeon Master made me check out Sick and Wrong, because he's a big fan. His name's Corey, so... All right, well, big shout-out to Corey for turning on. All right, thanks for being on the show, Scott. And uh, you know what? I'm going to try to get, make it down to L.A. before the 30th and uh, check out your exhibit. Yeah, please do. I think you'd enjoy it a lot. All right, take it easy, man. All right, take care, guys. You know, maybe if you ask nicely, Scott would make you an owl. Although he said he can't go out and, like, kill one. You have to give him a dead owl. Didn't he Which say he... It has to be hard to find. Did he say he had, like, an ethics agreement that they signed? None of them kill any animals. Yeah, so he'd have to find... A dead animal on the side of the like dead owl on the side of the road and stuff mm. it for me. Right, but it sounds like he's not going to just stuff an owl. He's going to like rip it apart to pieces, and there will be like guts and spleen sticking. Out. Even oh, better. that would be kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, and then uh, you know what I'd do? I'd wrap it up and give it to my ex girlfriend for her birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have her address. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was that was uh, quite fascinating. You know, I always wondered. I always wondered if they killed the animals or if people just gave it to them. Yeah, or if they just kind of stumbled across, you know, an animal on the side of the road. Like I imagine Scott must just be on a date with his girlfriend, going to the Olive Garden. Yeah, you know, for a nice Friday night dinner, and all of a sudden they pass by a dead dog. He's like, "Baby, I gotta get that. I'm scooping that shit. I'm up. scooping that shit up. It's going in the trunk. I'm sorry. I know it's your car, but I gotta do this. It just reeks and has maggots all over it. <laughs> it doesn't matter, dude. No. It's for the art. You gotta. I bet she has a cooler in his trunk full time. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder if he does have like a like a specific carrying case for rotting carcasses. I would think a cooler. Not even cooler. even if there's no ice in it, but you know it's like airtight. So people, this is episode uh, two two seven here. Two twenty seven is sick and wrong. Quick recap of last week's show. Two twenty six. I mean, it was Wackerly versus the listeners for that show. Yeah, you went toe to toe. Wackerly did a story about a javelin that. Uh, uh, didn't kill a kid, but um, hurt a kid. It was like a kid kebab. A kid kebab on the yeah. javelin. Uh, listener 2 sent a story about the Chinese kindergarten killer. And uh, Listener 3 sent a story about a TSA penis belittlement case. Well, Listener 3 came in dead last with 38 votes. Oh. You came in second with oh. 57. And Listener have, 2 won up. with 124. Mm-hmm. Well, people, you know the way sick and wrong works. Wacker and I... Comb the internet for the most disturbing news items of the week. Present them here on the show. Audience votes. And the winner gets a sick and wrong care package. You can send your stories at sickandwrongpodcast.com. 
or submit them uh, through the forum or even Facebook if you so desire. Well, uh, we got three really good listener submissions here this week. Before we get into the stories, how about a quick word from our sponsor, AdamandEve.com. off your purchase, free shipping, two adult DVDs, and a product so sensual, we can't even mention it on this podcast. No, no, Just type the coupon code DIDDLE upon checkout. So, Wackerly, I believe you started last week's show. So, let me kick off episode 227 here with uh, my first listener submission that was sent in by Phil. So, Phil writes, my pimp hand is an AK-47. Ooh, there's a tough guy. Internet tough guy. Internet tough guy. <laughs> uh, deputies found a bloody scene at a Lehigh Acres home in Fort Myers, Florida. Zacharias Izquierdo was arrested Thursday night on a charge of premeditated murder and the shooting death of his girlfriend, Maria Boza. Deputies were called on uh, last Wednesday about a suspicious person covered in blood entering a residence. <laughs> When they arrived at the residence, they found a gruesome scene. I think that's kind of funny. I could see this in Florida. This guy just totally just smoked a fat joint, walked out to his... The fattest. Yeah, walked out to his porch, sat down, drinking a beer, looked over and was like, is that a Mexican covered in blood? Again. I am tripping. <laughs> Did you dip this joint in embalming fluid? Yeah. What's going on with this? Wet. <laughs> it's wet. Although he might be Cuban, right? Oh, Seeing yeah. as how it's Florida. Yeah, you know, he could be Cuban. Uh, Deputy Raymond Dim. Deputy Dim. <laughs> <laughs> he saw a blue combat Can you give car. me a report? <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of bloody over there. Uh, he saw a blue car parked in a vacant wooded residential lot and a substantial trail of blood leading from the car through grass and dirt and all the way across the street to the driveway of the residence of uh, Zacharias' Chiarito here. Deputy Dim checked the car and then decided to go to the residence and investigate. Gun drawn, I would assume. He's a sharp tack, that Deputy Dim. Yeah. Um, he saw a blood-soaked blanket, blood covering the garage floor, and blood splattered all over the residence. I don't think he practices killer cleanliness. I think if... Um, hygiene. Hygiene, yeah. Yes. You need but good if, crime seed hygiene. But if he was... Cleanly, if he was hygienic and could actually cover up his tracks a little bit, maybe like Dexter. Yeah. If Dexter used, I mean, if Dexter left body parts and blood all over, he'd be caught. Well, that's why he has all the visqueen. I think in uh, Cuba they don't teach you proper serial killer corpse disposal techniques. No. 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 You uh, just so, got to pay off Castro and your 
off scot-free. Deputy Dam knocked on the door. Izquierdo, with blood covering his arms, face, abdomen, and legs, answered the door. <laughs> what do you do at that point? Oh, do you oh, want yeah, some yeah, canned yeah. raspberries? <laughs> I'm making them myself. <laughs> yeah, think on your feet. That's what you got to do. He didn't speak English. A long day at the ketchup factory. <laughs> I got or, my Red Wings this morning. <laughs> I would also accept the IHOP waiter job because you know they always have the raspberry syrup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It gets messy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maze Kyoto didn't speak any English and actually couldn't even give an explanation to Dim as to what happened. <laughs> no say. So, um, yeah, you wonder what you do at that point. It's just like, uh, you know, so what, what uh, Deputy Dim did, and this is why I don't think he was so dim, is he went and found Lieutenant Rudy Naranjo. Mm-hmm. And uh, who was able to communicate with his care in Spanish. Really? Uh, the suspect said that he killed his wife and her body was underneath the car. Uh, they ran over to the car to find the girlfriend dead behind the rear of the car and tied to its undercarriage, get this, with an orange extension cord. Wow. That's amazing. It's a resourceful Mexican. Uh-huh. Or Cuban. Mexi-Cuban. Whatever he is. <laughs> he could be like Guatemalan. I guess he could be Latino Guatemalan. man. A Latino man. All right, we'll say Mac Gomez instead <laughs> of MacGyver. <laughs> um, so Izquierdo told investigators this is what happened, his side of the story, because his girlfriend's dead and couldn't give her side of the story, and she's tied to the car. Uh, Bowza, his girlfriend, hit him in the face with a shovel. Whoa. So he went to his bedroom and got his AK-47 semi-automatic rifle out of the closet, loaded the gun, and approached her as she sat in the dining room. Apparently, and I didn't know this, civilian model AKs do not require permits. That's bullshit. In Florida, they in don't? In Florida, I guess. They cost between 400 and $1,000, which seems to be quite a range there. Yeah, I, yeah. I'll buy one for that much. It's disconcerting. This guy doesn't even speak English. Probably is illegal, but yet he has an AK. Uh, the suspect said that uh, his girlfriend saw the gun, called him crazy, to which he replied, Local! Now you're going to pay for what you've done to me. I can't return Say hello to my little friend. Yeah, Cuban. Yep. She yes. tried to run out of the house to the garage, but he shot her several times in the head. She fell to the garage floor and died. He's a good shot. Yeah, no, he's definitely a good shot. He's way better at killing than he is at cleaning. Yeah. Um, he said he placed the gun on the kitchen counter. He went into the garage to try and load Baza's body into his car. Mm. He couldn't get the body in the car. Oh, so she's a big fat pig, huh? Well, I'm wondering, is she a big fat pig? Or is he driving like a compact car, like a, a Pinto? Or he might be the size of Ronnie James Dio. And Dio probably would have a difficult time picking up a girl that weighs like 250 pounds. Right. All three might be true. Yeah, we need a little more explanation for that. Uh, he used an extension cord to uh, tie the body to the rear undercarriage of the car. And then he dragged the body out of the garage and across the street. He left the car and the body in the wooded lot. You know, he must have been drinking a lot of tequila, because I don't understand why that... not a good plan. I, yeah, that plan doesn't seem very well thought out. Not thorough. Not thorough at all. I mean, you'd I think... Mean, at least take the plates off the car. Or drive the car to, like, a, you know, the secluded lot, like the back of a Walmart <laughs> well, or something. the cord's only going to hold up for so much of a distance. <laughs> you know, if she was that fat, I don't understand how the cord could even hold her up to begin with. It might have been on its last leg, just getting across the street. You'd think the Pinto's back end would have been down, like weighted down. The front right. end would have been up. 
Right, but if her center of gravity is even higher than the center of gravity of the pinto, <laughs> the, the pinto. <laughs> that's not going to be a problem. You might not even get traction because it shall be, you know, the rope will be lifting your back tires off the ground. <laughs> is that a stereotype? Do Mexicans only drive pintos? On uh, yeah. Okay, I thought. So. Yes, they do. It's not a stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Ace Kiro just left the car and the body in the wooded lot. Uh, Deputy Dim then found the body. He was arrested. Right, because she's a huge pig, and you could see her from across the street. <laughs> and not to mention the trail of blood leading to his house. And the huge cloud of flies. Um, so when his character was arrested, he claimed he was struck with a shovel by his wife. They x-rayed him as a precaution. Couldn't find any injuries. Mm. So uh, now he's just... Was uh, his... The impression of his face indented into the shovel? That's what the first thing I would check. I don't know if it was a shovel that was made by the Acme Corporation. <laughs> <laughs> well, Quite possibly. Yeah. So on the second wrong star scale, I'm going to give this a higher score just out of sheer stupidity. Mm-hmm. Sloppiness, really. The this sloppiness sloppy. of He was a sloppy, sloppy killer. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't even think this was a crime of passion. It was a crime of idiocy. Of drunkenness. I'd like to think he was drunk. Mm-hmm. But I bet you know, he was. Yeah, he probably was. I'm going to give it a 4.25. I'm going to give it a 4. <clears throat> I'm give it a four just because. Just because? Yeah. I don't like his name. Zacharias? I like uh, That's I like not his, a Cuban name. I believe his last name, Izquierdo, means left. Izquierdo. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Zach left. That's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have for episode 227? I have a good one. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Chuck from Kansas City uh, sent this in, and he says, This is why I won't have kids. Petty complaints of a comfortable marriage have all melted away for Katie and Al Hayes. It sounds like it's a good story, right? <laughs> so wait, the comfortable marriage is gone. They no, 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 no. The petty, the petty complaints of a comfortable marriage. Oh, it sounds like they're getting along now. They went through counseling. Everything's working out. Yeah, maybe they're on one of those shows where they build you a big big house that you can't afford to like pay the heat bill on or maybe know? they did the wife swapping show yeah maybe and, found they, out, and he found out how much he really does love her well and he got it got laid by the other woman yeah relieved some pressure the loving couple already had two children but the arrival of their third child changed everything uh <laughs> the last thing katie really remembers is giving birth at our houston area home on february 10th now, this is the first thing. This is the first thing should tell you there's something wrong here. Only, only fucktards give birth at their home. You know, I'm wondering, where, where did this take place again? Did I miss this? Uh, Dallas, Texas. So Dallas, Texas. Okay, so they're probably not hippies, but they could be rednecks. Uh, they could be hippies. Was I there mean, a midwife? I, well, how do you give... You've got to have somebody there, right? You can't just leave it up to your husband. I'm you know I'm not sure how they how, they, how these you just, you just drop it while you're I'm not giving, sure how these the kooks do that do this anymore. But the yeah. the proper way to give birth is to get loaded up on painkillers and just let the thing slide out of your vag. Yeah, in a hospital. In a hospital where it's clean. People always say, "Oh, the hospital there's germs everywhere," and like, yeah, but your fucking house is even filthier. 
It's disgusting. What was she like? Spread eagle in the bathtub, just squeezing Pro- out this. Probably. Infant? Or sometimes they bring in the kiddie pool. Have you seen that? It said that's just disgusting. I, I would- don't want. I don't want to be like watching Monday Night Football and like remember my wife's gaping vagina and a fucking person coming out of it like on the living room floor every time I'm trying to watch TV. I think the chances of having a retard though is increased like exponentially when you have one at home. Probably. Or, or this could happen. Um. She woke up in the hospital with no arms and legs. <laughs> Not the baby, the mother, mind you. And going, quote, what's going on here? <laughs> and then he tells me, and this story will knock your socks off, because I had no idea I was going through all that. She kind of speaks like George Bush. like She sort of said, and then he tells me, but then she doesn't finish the thought. Now, that's an unusual side effect of childbirth. Yeah, it is. Maybe not so much when you have your kid at home, well, I've heard that they get kind of fat, and it takes them a long time to lose that baby fat. But right. this is the first time I've heard that they, that a, 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 a new new a new mother lost her arms and legs. Well, that's an easy way to lose the baby weight. You yeah, know, I guess you would lose it, but then but then you're just it's like forty percent like, of your body weight is like your arms and legs, right? But then you're just kind of a fat bowling pin. Yeah, but you got the weight off. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and sooner or later, <laughs> the boobs go back down, which yeah. is the good part because the boobs get big. Yeah, that is that is the only that is really is the only boon to pregnancy. Yeah, Katie Hayes was unconscious the entire time, unaware that a common Group A strep infection had set in, eating away at her body. At first, her husband Al admits he wondered if Katie would forgive him because, like, she was unconscious the whole time. You know, he had to make the decision to to totally quad her out. Well, could you imagine what the floor of their home must have looked like? Just. I just picture boxes of Arby's roast beef sandwiches and, you know, an old Tab Cola can or something. Just have <laughs> Just had so much disease. A 20-year-old Cola can? <laughs> you never know. Actually, they re-released Tab as yeah. some type of energy drink, which is a travesty. I think they, they drink a lot of Tab in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> That's where all the old stock went. <laughs> in, in Texas. Yeah. He wondered if she could have a full life without a full body. My answer would be no. I would say no, definitely not. I'd... But, you know, she's upbeat. It's a, I'm assuming she's just juiced on drugs because she's too upbeat. She says, it's a, comfor- it's a complete miracle that I'm alive. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. For what? I wouldn't be here for my kids if they wouldn't have taken my arms and legs. Well, that's yeah, but true. now she's going to be useless other than being a beanbag chair. Well, she'll still be able to nag. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's going to happen. She says, I've got three ch- beautiful children, so I'm doing good. Katie says she, uh, she will one day learn to walk, perhaps at the same time as her baby girl. She has no legs, remember? so she's going to be waddling, maybe. How would she ever be able to walk? Uh, maybe know, a roll? Stump around. I, I guess this is I her. This is that. her talking, not the doctor. <laughs> you know, there's a time for blind optimism. Uh-huh. I think there is a time for blind optimism. You have a terminal disease. Obviously, you want to look on the the positive side. Well, doctors of it. do say that she had a less than five percent chance of survival prior to the operation. Wouldn't you rather be dead? No arms, no legs. Yeah, I mean, I'd, ra- I'd rather be dead than what I'm doing right now, though. <laughs> <laughs> but all which I was way. dead. <laughs> Podcasting fate worse than death. <laughs> But this face worse than amputation. <laughs> but this lady though is now just like a baby machine. She's like a. Uh, I don't think she's having any more babies, dude. Uh, dude. She had a full on full body strep infection. What I think, else is she gonna do? What else well, is she I, good I, what for? I, what I'm saying is, I think it's probably damaged some other parts of her beyond repair. Also, she's like a baby Slurpee machine. You just fill her up with your seed and squeeze it out. 
Sky King probably get six more kids out of that. I don't know if that's going to happen, Dr. Mangle. (laughs) (laughs) No, she still can be a fucking machine. She still has all three holes. And she's not going to be objecting. To, oh, the, no, to the third input. That you're, you're not going to get any backstabs from that when you're like, you know, I'm in the mood for some Thursday night backdoor action. Oh, what? You How don't do you want feel, the backdoor? <laughs> well, maybe I'll just flip <laughs> you over right. like this. That's right. I don't care. Although, who was that uh, that quadruped from, was it Oakland or somewhere? That, it was further out. But that attacked her boyfriend. Livermore, yeah. yeah, attacked oh, her boyfriend with her nubs. Yeah. The deadly nubs. You know, if I was the husband here in this situation, uh-huh. I would have enacted the no-nub policy. I would have been like, I want a clean cut at the shoulders and at the thighs. Yeah, I want my wife to be like a weeble wobble. <laughs> a weeble wobble, exactly. And I have to roll around in a wheelbarrow. Well, or you could just, I guess, yeah, weevils don't roll. They just wobble. They do, Well, point. so you just kind of wobble around. I could yeah. see that. Yeah. But I could see how that would be advantageous for the, uh, the sexual intercourse. Really? He, I mean, he's going to be washing every dish, doing every load of laundry, wiping every ass, changing every diaper. It's rough for this dude. Yeah, but when he wants a prostitute, all he has to do is pick up his wife, put her in the closet, <laughs> lock the door, and then go out and fuck the prostitute. You're right. You're right. And you can just leave. You gotta make, the thing is about marriages, it's, there's sacrifices, there's compromise, wackily. There is. That's true. That's you, you know she do. got the fucking strap from this goddamn home, home delivery. Yeah, no, of course. Whose like, idea was it? Was it her idea or his idea? I could do. It's could, not his idea. I could totally see her lying on that gross shag carpet covered in old tab and like Arby's wrappers, right? <laughs> and disease and pestilence. Well, and they had probably, two kids. So they're just fucking kids, snot everywhere, and fucking and mucus and, and like candy, and fucking and, fruity pebble crust all over the carpet. And, the, and that probably is. It probably got into her vagina, caused a staph infection. Yeah, of course it did. It's disgusting. That's why you don't have a baby at home. You have a baby in a hospital. Right. And when your dumbass hippie wife asks to have the baby at home, show her this story. Yeah. Say, PSA. Do you, do you like your arms and legs? I hope you do. Do you like not getting it into the third input <laughs> at my will? <laughs> at the sick We're going to the fucking hospital. On the sick and wrong star scale, I'm going to give that a five star. Could you imagine if that was your wife? Oh, I'm giving it five. Yeah, it's, it's a she five She wasn't star. bad looking either because there's a film of this. And at the beginning, you know, they, they're panned way in. And you're like, oh, look at that nice looking mother. And then they pan out and you're like, ah! <laughs> ah! <laughs> now she's a piece of art. And then you're like, rainbow in the dark, rainbow in the dark. One of my special place. <laughs> yeah, Dio should write a song about her. <laughs> well, I can't anymore. He's dead. Yeah, it's, unfor- it's unfortunate. <laughs> Uh, the uh, third story we have here for episode 227 uh, was sent in by Jim. Jim wrote, I'm never flying Southwest ever again. And you know what? I actually kind of agree with Jim because I fly Southwest frequently. And oh, now, yeah. all the time. I actually kind of like Southwest. I love it. No you know, nonsense. Well, the one thing I never liked about Southwest is that it's random seat selection. Uh-huh. You know, they don't assign you a seat. Right, and if you if you log or if you register like or whatever, or if you board, get your boarding pass. Right, that when you arrive, you yes. get, always get put in the C group. Yes, so the last group to board the plane. Yeah, travel talk. <laughs> second wrong. Travel talk was second wrong. So the best thing to do with Southwest, they give you an opportunity to uh, uh, to uh, get your boarding pass online. Right, and then you can be in board group A. And then you can sit in the front of the fucking plane because there's no business class. See, but this fucking pisses me off. 
I like the non-elitism of the no assigned seats. Like, just fucking sit somewhere, asshole. Like, oh, you've got the 37B window seat. Ugh, I hate that shit. Could you move, please? But the good thing seat. is, when they do have assigned seating, they, they board the back of the plane first. That's true. And the dumb thing about fucking Southwest is all the retards, the first ones on, like, take the first seat. So then you're waiting for them to put their fucking luggage up and all that bullshit. It takes um, longer It's a clusterfuck. Yeah, it is What cluster they fuck. need is the Southwest method, and then the uh, stewardesses need to be, like, fucking SS prison guards. And just force them like, to the back? Yeah, get in the fucking back so everybody else can get on this damn plane and we can get to our destination. What do you think this is? Fucking United? I think they kowtow to old people, though. The senior citizens, they always let on first. Senior well, citizens and people and, with kids. And, and, yeah, and kids. And so that's why they all sit up in the front. Oh, they take God. the front seats. It yeah. makes me want to murder. It is aggravating. But the, you know what I do like about them? I like that um, snarky attitude of the stewardesses. Yes. Is that they always crack jokes. Sass. Crack wise. There's some back sass going yeah. on. Once in a while, there's even a hot one, which is pretty rare. Yeah, it's rare, but occasionally um, there's definitely a hot stewardess on some of those flights. But, you know, now I'm going to reconsider flying Southwest because of the story here. This happened in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Baggage handlers made a surprising discovery um, at the uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico airport called Sunport. <laughs> uh, baggage handler, handlers at Sunport got a nasty surprise when they opened up the cargo hold on a Southwest flight this past Wednesday. Uh, they confirmed that uh, there's blood from human remains being transported on the flight leaked out of a shipment container. And covered passengers' luggage. What in the fuck? I didn't even know that Southwest transported human remains. No. Whose luggage Did they was know? Whose luggage was this? Was it just a coffin? It, j- it just says it was a shipment container of, uh, of, of, of body parts, I guess, or human remains. <laughs> a few agents that was were... Was this going to the taxidermy people? Because <laughs> that is gross. <laughs> A few agents that were working the flight uh, said that they wouldn't offload the flight because they said there was blood everywhere. Also, I'm going to get myself checked for AIDS. Thanks. (laughs) Quote, unquote, I heard them say it was a fucking bloodbath. Could you imagine? It's like they open up the door. Hell no, I quit. Yeah. I mean, it's disgusting. I mean, it's and it's unsanitary. I mean, when I used to work at the fruit market, you would open up like a bag of potatoes and there'd be a maggoty potato and I would have to take like an hour break. You'd scream and you'd oh, have to yeah. go outside and it's puke. Gross. Well, could you imagine opening no. up and it's like... The, Ten times the, worse. It's like that scene from The Shining when the <laughs> elevator's open, just blood coming everywhere. It's just like, I didn't know Hannibal Lecter was on the plane. No. It's disgusting. Yeah. Uh, but I guess blood got onto the clothes of several workers and it leaked on uh, passengers' luggage. You'd think there would be a separate compartment, though, for the corpses. Or a separate plane. How about that? A separate plane, The yes. body part I, plane. I mean, I, I had no idea. I wonder how much, what kind of kickback Southwest gets on this. You know, or better yet, give it to Trucker Paul. That's over-the-road shipping. Yeah, over-the-road shipping. You'd think, uh, I wonder if they, they sh- you know, Trucker Paul should get into that. Yeah. Corpse shipping. Uh, the uh, news program here that uh, reported on the story said they weren't able to confirm that the luggage was simply wiped off and put on the baggage conveyor belt. Or if passengers are even told what happened. <laughs> you know, I'm willing to opt for the former. I imagine they just kind of were like, yeah, get out the garden hose. And uh, your luggage is a little wet here, but um, it's not blood, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. One more airport peeve. I fucking hate it when you go to the baggage carousel. And all the, here's a, it's another other passengers are retards thing that I have. 
And everybody crowds right up to the fucking carousel. Oh yeah, right? where where the where the luggage is emitted? Just everything. I mean, if it's a really packed flight, the whole perimeter of the baggage carousel, people go right up and stand there because they're like, when my bag comes down the chute and down the uh, you know little pathway, I'm, I'll be right here to grab it. Whereas you could get your bag just as quickly as ever if everybody backed off. Four feet. And when you and just, see your bag, then you step up and grab it. That would make sense. So it. In my dream world, all those dumbasses standing right next to the fucking thing, like a very blood-soaked bag could come shooting down <laughs> the ramp and sort of hit that wall and just splatter the Spray shit out of them. blood out of everybody. Like that up their nostrils, there. in their eyeball, in their ear holes, in their mouth, preferably. See, that, I, that, would have, that would make my day. I would not have been blood splattered because I never check a bag. I'm Never. one of those assholes that will bring the largest bag that I can possibly shove into that uh, the 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 up the the, yeah. the, the compartment. Okay, so you're a dick too. I'm a dick, yeah. But you know, I don't care because I hate the baggage claim for that reason. Yeah. Well, but they're not going to let me uh, check my body parts. <laughs> Some stuff they won't let you bring out, or my gun. <laughs> Uh, so Southwest employees want to know how this could happen. If the airline took enough precautions cleaning up the mess, uh, for some reason I'd say no. No. Um, airport police said they were not contacted by Southwest regarding any sort of bi- potential biohazardous leak. Authorities say airlines are not required to contact authorities about these situations unless a hazmat crew is needed. <laughs> and who's, who's that up to? The airline. The airline. Right. So apparently Southwest was trying to keep this all hush-hush. You know, what would you do if, uh, you know, you're in baggage claim, you're on a business trip, your bag comes out and it's covered in uh, a corpse's blood and grime and detritus? Lawsuit. <laughs> would you, but I mean, what would you do? Would you be like, uh, I'm not going to touch that bag? Go get the Southwest employee? Mm. Do I have tongs? <laughs> <laughs> some type of a grasping Would you go implement? get some paper towel from the bathroom and That's grab it? That's a good it? idea. That's a good idea. Now, yeah. what if it what if it was like a five hour flight and you haven't had a cigarette and your cigarettes have blood on them? Do you still smoke one? Because you can't Ooh, buy smokes at the airport. No, Most you of can't. Them. Uh, I think I probably would risk the AIDS virus <laughs> just to have a just to have a cigarette. The flame will kill any. Settle AIDS. my dick fit. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think it will. You know, on the cigar on star scale, I give that a four. Um, I'm giving it a four and a half with the hopes of future infections. With the hopes that, well, well, you know, it remains to be seen. I wonder if there's going to be some lawsuits from that, probably. Hmm, maybe. They probably make you sign something. You know, that shit that you never read. Sign a waiver? Yeah. People, you... Better we, than diarrhea, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because imagine that. If it was just, if, like, the toilet burst all over the baggage. That would be worse. That would be a five star. I wouldn't smoke that cigarette. No, I would pass on that cigarette, seriously. <laughs> uh, people, we invite you to decide who won episode 227. Go vote, sick com. We're actually got a few calls to the Sick and Wrong hotline. People can call us at 206-666-3846. You can also email the show at sickandwrongpodcast at com. However, before we get to uh, the first call of the, of the show here, I want to give a quick shout-out to uh, Janine, who sent us... Copy of our, our favorite movie. Yeah. So this is like uh, the... The widescreen edition. The number one sick and wrong endorsed movie, Sling Blade. The widescreen edition on DVD. Shorted it from Amazon. I thought Precious might surpass it, but it didn't. Precious was a damn good comedy. Not as good but as Sling, Sling Blade. Blade is a f- much funnier comedy. I think if... Uh, who's the country singer? Dwight Yoakam. I think if Dwight Yoakam was in Precious, it would have put it over the top. But I, he wasn't. 
Yeah, I think Dwight Yoakam actually probably would have made Precious uh, worthy. Of, didn't it win an Oscar? Yes. I think, For something. Uh, best, yeah. I don't know. He would have got remember. Best Actor. I don't know. But yeah, uh-huh. no, th- so uh, Janine, thank you for sending uh, this copy of Sling Blade. I'm going to watch it many, many times. I hope all the listeners have seen it at least three times. It is one of my top five favorite movies. Right. So before we get to the first call here um, to the Sick and Wrong Hotline, how about another word from our sponsor, AdamandEve.com? Hey, Sick and Wrong listeners. This is Trucker Paul. I got to tell you about this wonderful porno place where you can buy jack-off machines, dildos, inflatable wives. I've bought them all. When I go home, I like to diddle my wife with a a little dildo. When I'm on the road, I got my second wife, my blow-up doll, and my jack-off sleeve. Go to adamandeve.com. Type in the word diddle. D-I-D-D-L-E. And you'll get 50% off all your masturbation machines. Adios, lick my balls! So I got a few calls to Sick and Wrong Hotline. Uh, why don't we play call number one? Hey, what's up, Sick and Wrong? This is Michael from L.A. got drunk specifically to make this phone call to you guys. You better appreciate it. Uh, yeah, just catching up on the podcast. I'm on number 170 right now. And, uh, you guys are talking about, uh, orgasms, so I'm going to tell you, uh, tell you guys a story. So, first off, I'm on board with Lance. Uh, I've faked an orgasm before, and, uh, sometimes you're just, you know, too fucked up to fuck. You know what I'm saying? Mark it. <laughs> Mike from L.A. is on my team on this one. Did you just say too fucked up to fuck? Yeah. I can, it's an okay. Agent Orange song, right? No, it's too drunk to fuck. Well, it's the same thing. Dead Kennedys. No, I understand that. Is it the Dead Kennedys? Yeah, Dead Kennedys wrote that song. But but I understand that, but then don't fuck, just pass out. Why fuck in the first place? Why why go to the point of faking orgasms? Just pass out with your dick inside of the lady. I think that's more macho. (laughs) Then going, (sighs) I'm all done. What do you do? You just stop and fall asleep? Yeah. You're just like, uh, uh. <laughs> I love doing that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really funny because then you're like, sometimes you get elbowed to the like throat. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, do, you, now, do you have a condom <laughs> at this point? Uh, well, depends, I guess, on uh, the type of girl that you're having sex with. You don't want to wake up with a baby. <laughs> but no, usually what happens is... And I don't you, want like dried cum around my cock all night long. <laughs> I like, wake up eight hours later. But usually you don't achieve climax. You just pass out. Because, I mean, you're not going to be able to come. what's going to happen? You're not going to be able to come. I have lots of sexy time dreams at night. (laughs) Especially if I've been drinking. So this guy subscribes to your theory of faking. I fake it. So does Mike. So you're in the minority. I think most dudes out there would just either just pass out or be like, baby, you know, get off tomorrow. In the morning. Well, that's another option. Just to say, like, get the fuck out. You you fake it for the sole purpose of, I just want this to stop. I'm, I'm, I'm too drunk to do this right now. <laughs> There's no yes. way I'm going to come. Or I'm not going to achieve climax. I don't really care the, if you do. If you recall, this is the point I made. I, I fake it 
because I don't want to have the I, the whole reason I can't can't come is because I'm fucking wasted and tired, and I don't want to have at that point I don't want to have the conversation about like oh baby what's what's wrong is it me is it you what's oh, we need to talk about our relationship I would fake just, it I would just Paul look said. at her and be like it's the vodka you know it's the vodka we'll in talk fact about I'm gonna have three more shots. <laughs> talking about faking orgasms he's talking about hiding orgasms you switch gears all right wait wait i'm i'm, I'm a that. little confused everybody's done that no you know what i love is like you know, you're so it's just like it's pretty much if it's under two minutes it's prematurely ejaculation is that the cutoff it's premature ejaculation but it's under two minutes like 215 you're good 215 you're all right all right at 215 <laughs> but under two minutes is premature but you know you've been with a girl where it's like you haven't you know jerked off hadn't had sex in like two days right you have sex with your girlfriend, especially a girlfriend, no condom. Yeah. Put it in. It's like you're ready to blow your load. You blow it, right. and then you pretend that you didn't, and just keep going yeah. and going and going to see, like, well, I'll try to that, get like, her suppre- off. Yeah, that suppressed <laughs> orgasm, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes, this is fun. Well, or you think, like, okay, my dick probably has maybe another minute of firmness. I'm just gonna <laughs> fuck her as hard as I can. Yeah. See if she gets off in that minute. She doesn't. Does that happen? <laughs> no, she it does doesn't. not happen. Who's having sex with Rapunzel? <laughs> a rock moat out of her window? Right. It's been a while since I worried about a chick's dad. Yeah. <laughs> at this point, at my age, I'd be like, why is your dad living with you? This yeah, is a little creepy. Yeah. I'm going to actually go ask him what's going on. This yeah. Is, this is bizarre. I'm so not doing a tag team. <laughs> Ninja. I don't know why I did that, but yeah, I did it anyway. So I sprinted to my car and just drove away. And I'm talking to her the next day and found out it was like three of her neighbors saw me do that stupid little fucking Spider Man jump. They knew what was going on. And uh, yeah, fortunately, quite proud of himself. Well, it's a good thing the neighbors didn't know about your premature ejaculation. <laughs> He's the premer, premature ejaculate ninja. <laughs> <laughs> he never mentioned that he put his clothes on, so his dick just whipping around. I don't know. I mean, he semen could, covered. He could sneak up on a chick, fuck her for about thirty seconds, come gone over the moat in his car, gone home. I don't date girls with brothers. Why? I just never have. Girls tend to be cooler when they have a brother. 
maybe that's why all my girlfriends suck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're they're cool because they're used to like a lot of our bullshit that guys do. Yeah, I always date you girls know? with with a bunch of sisters, and they treat me like I'm an asshole. Exactly, because they have this higher level of they have higher standards. They have a higher higher level of expectation for you because they're like you should be putting the toilet seat down. You know, you should light a match after you take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> what? You should be getting so drunk and passing out with your penis inside of me. Fucking hell. <laughs> my brother at least had the decency to finish. Yeah, like my past at least three and probably more girlfriends like only had sisters. Yeah, I think it's time for you to date a uh, either an only child or at least no, uh, no, a girl. No. That's a whole other set of problems. But so this guy faked an orgasm because he prematurely ejaculated. Yes. That is not the same thing as you faking it. Well, he's yeah, not in the way, same camp. That's not the way he started the call. I think he was trying to misdirect. Yeah, but here you I are. I agree with like, Wackerly. But here's Wackerly. Oh, my brother in arms right here. We both fake orgasms. We're in the fake orgasm club. Let's get t-shirts and hats. <laughs> it's just like, bust out my whistles. You know, it's, it's a branch of the swarm. <laughs> It's a subdivision. This guy, it's a special forces branch of the swarm, the orgas- male orgasm fakers. I think in the whole like uh, you know gamut of excuses for faking orgasm, I agree with you, not him. Because you fake an orgasm because you're like, I don't want to deal with the bullshit if I don't. Well, but you know what he kind- fakes an orgasm because he prematurely ejaculates. <laughs> it's kind of related. You're right. Because sometimes you have to fake an orgasm because you already came like ten minutes ago. <laughs> so I guess he is right. Maybe he is. So now you suppress an orgasm, then you have to fake one. He's still the premature ejaculation ninja. <laughs> <laughs> What's call number two? Something about Olive Garden that I don't remember. Is it Ash? We'll see. Hey guys, this is um, Bob from Chicago. Um, I love the show. I listen to it every week ever since podcast like number 20. Nice. And um, I had a story that sounds like it's bullshit, but it's, um, trust me, it's real. Um, I live in a suburb of Chicago, and um, my girlfriend's sister was telling me this. Her friend went to Olive Garden with another girl, and the actual Olive Garden, the restaurant, and... Um, the restaurant. As opposed to Olive Garden, the... <laughs> Not the auto dealership. <laughs> the strip club. <laughs> the actual Olive Garden. <laughs> they were, my sister and her friend were frolicking in an Olive Garden. It's just doing a bunch lesbian of, things. It's just a bunch of chicks from the Jersey Shore <laughs> getting naked for you. Don't badmouth those chicks. No. Sticky's hot. Yeah. No, she's the least hot. <laughs> Jay Wow. I like a yeah, Jay Wow. I like a girl with a little the bit The other of, one's the most little bit of attitude. The only the other one's the most normal looking, but she's got a she's got too much attitude. They ate and everything. They came back and a couple days later, one of the girls was having um like she was feeling she was feeling shitty and she was sick. And um you know, that's a common side effect of uh, Olive Garden. My sister my sister loves Olive Garden. She does. Every time she eats it, she gets diarrhea. The last time I went there was for your sister's birthday, like three years ago. And I'll she ne- had I'll diarrhea never for like three it. hours. <sighs> yeah, I'm not going to... That's the thing. That's why I, if I was this girl, I'd be like, well, that's usually what happens when you eat Olive Garden's food. Have you seen how bad that food is for you? Oh, it just tastes bad. I mean, I, I'm willing to I'm willing to put up with some Maria for like a good meal that tastes really awesome, like awesome Mexican food. But if it tastes bad going in and it's unpleasant coming out, um, she went to the doctor and she's like 16 years old or something like that. 
and uh, she went to the doctor and the doctor couldn't figure out what was wrong with her and they were doing a bunch of tests and then they decided to test for poisoning food poisoning and stuff like that so um they tested some food that they had at home and they took a salad home from olive garden and they tested the salad and um well actually before that happened they found out that she has syphilis yeah like nobody gets syphilis anymore but she had it and whores do <laughs> I like the implication that there's a salad testing facility somewhere outside of Chicago. Uh, what's that called? In Tuskegee or something? Do you want to know how many black people were exploited at the salad testing facility? So what do you do for a living, Inspector Lipschitz? <laughs> I inspect Olive Garden salads at the salad testing facility in Waukegan, Illinois. <laughs> well, could you elaborate? Well, actually, I feed it to unwary black people and see if they get sick. They think it's a free salad. It's a human rights violation waiting to happen. But it pays the bills. Thank you, Lipschitz. And she's a virgin because she, she's in high school. She's like a freshman or something. And she kept saying she, she doesn't have sex or anything. So they tested the food, and they found out semen inside the salad. And I guess somebody at the Olive Garden uh, masturbated into the salad with syphilis, and she <laughs> ate it. So she's fine now. You know, penicillin cures it, but it's just kind of funny, and it's kind of crazy because nobody gets syphilis anymore. It's pretty sick and wrong. Yeah. So, um... Yep, thanks for the show, guys. Um, yep, bye. This guy sounds really young to be so confident that syphilis isn't that out syphilis there. Doesn't exist. Syphilis is out there waiting to get you, dude. Be careful. Syphilis is on the rise. Yeah, but nobody gets syphilis anymore, or AIDS, or gonorrhea, or any of that. Oh, oops. <laughs> but, you know, the, the most common way for teens right now to get syphilis is from an Olive Garden salad. I, I didn't know if you know yeah. this, but so many kids today are infected with syphilis Unknowingly, right. by eating Olive Garden salads, right, and it's really all from just ash. <laughs> it is. It's ash. If if ash would get tested and get a syphilis treated, then a lot of kids these days would not be contracting syphilis. They'd from still Olive be Garden eating salads. a semen, but they wouldn't be getting a, v, a VD. And remember, the semen can break through your stomach and get you pregnant. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised this girl hasn't had like deformed retard babies, Olive Garden retard babies. Is Tuskegee even near Chicago? Why am I under that? I impression? think it's like Mississippi. Oh, I sorry. The Tuskegee Institute. <laughs> I thought yeah, it was no, in. Like, I thought it was on Lake Michigan or something. I don't. I don't. You know, I'm not quite sure. So that uh, story reeks of more bullshit than Olive Garden's food. <laughs> but at the same time, still good though. I want to give him benefit of the doubt because it's an entertaining story that a, yeah. that a teenager can contract syphilis. From someone's semen that's in an Olive Garden salad. Yeah, that's the only way, because you know, uh, nobody gets syphilis anymore, except for <laughs> Olive Garden. Why are you eating an Olive Garden you live in Chicago? Chicago is like awesome food. Yeah, no, there's like you go to Gino's, Gino's East uh, Pizzeria. But you know what's funny about this, though, is that it was like two girls on a date to the Olive Garden. That's what they do in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. Girls go on a date to Olive Garden. Talk about boys. Simulate mm-hmm. hand jobs on the free breadsticks. <laughs> <laughs> then they eat free breadsticks and scissor kick. Yeah. Hot. Trib. People, uh, call the second round hotline, 206-666-3846. We do always love to hear from you. You can also email the show at secondroundpodcast.com. We did get a couple emails I wanted to get through here. And you can Facebook me. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget, to, don't forget to FB. Fub. Lance. He likes that. Yeah, I do. Oh, we got an email from Mutterfan uh, who wrote in, you recently suggested that Elvis had the king of colons. Not true. Uh, hell. Yep. 
The King of Colons is displayed at the Mutter Museum in Philadelphia. This mammoth contained 40 pounds of feces when removed in an autopsy. Wow. Uh, the Mutter Museum is uh, it's like a museum of medical oddities in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I've, I've always been wanted to Philadelphia, to and I didn't know of it, or I would have gone. The Mutter should be a sick and wrong shrine. And on top of that... Mm-hmm. When I was in Philadelphia, the Rocky statue had been removed to be, like, repaired and polished. What a disappointment. You got Jude by Philadelphia. Totally. You totally did. Uh, it was founded to teach medical students about the extremes of human maladies. It's packed with deformed fetuses, syphilitic skulls, from Olive Garden, actually. <laughs> and, of course, the uh, soap lady. Keep it sick, keep it wrong, mother fan. Who's the soap lady? A big fat lady who died and turned into soap? I think so. I'm not quite sure, Sounds actually. Right. I should have looked that up. Hmm. But I definitely want to go check out the Mutter Museum. If there's, one, if there's one destination I want to go to, it's Graceland and the Mutter Museum. Who's Mutter? Uh, it's like Harold Mutter or Herman Mutter. Just something. some it's guy his own personal collection. beat off to like gross stuff his whole life and then made a museum. and skulls of syphilis. And women covered in soap. Uh, the second email we got here is from Fryer. He writes, I've been stewing over this for almost three years. My brother and I usually don't celebrate Christmas. A couple years ago... He got me a porn and some cookies for Christmas. Sounds good. I should have known better. The porn was called Hold Every Drop, Then Swap, Four. Mm, a bukkake type thing we're talking about here. Well, it's, he says you can guess it's a cum swapping video. Uh-huh. And I'm not the kind of guy to just let a porn sit around and not watch it. It fucked me up. Has ever a since- porn ever been in your house that you haven't watched? D, I'm asking you. No, I've watched every single porn I've ever had. Yeah, I might have fast-forwarded through a lot of it. Or I've I've... shut it off and been like, this is disgusting, but I've watched at least a couple seconds of it. Yeah. Um, He says, it fucked me up. Ever since watching it, I I have not been able to stand the sight of semen on a woman's face. Mm. So I need help on figuring out how to get back on my brother. Even if you don't talk about this on the podcast, please send me a message back. I'm out of ideas, and it pisses me off every time he laughs at me about it. (laughs) Once again, another guy who made it past the delete key and think, <laughs> thinks that the delete key isn't operating full time. Uh, this uh, we're not going to do this on the show, but we're this will put, put this in the personal correspondence folder. <laughs> he says, "I'm still trying to get this retard in town to get a sick and wrong tattoo. Give me time, Friar." But uh, I told people not to do that. I think I, know, I told but... people I would quit the show if I saw that. Yeah, but this is a, a retarded guy. So oh, that doesn't yeah, count. You know, I don't, I don't think it matters. If you want to get D in my face tattooed on you, that would be that. That might actually be kind of cool. Yeah. So I don't get why this guy would watch Come Swappers Four or Hold Every Drop Swap Four. Why that would deter him from from looking at uh, Come on a Woman's Face? I actually love the sight of Come on a Woman's Face. Really? I love Come on a Woman's Face. <laughs> I don't. I don't do it. I don't care for it. It doesn't do anything for me. I just you. Do, you don't find that arousing in the least. No. A hot chick. I find with it cum, silly. A hot chick with cum dripping out of her mouth, spitting your semen into well, another girl. Wait, wait. She's in, spitting it back into that girl. The in, snowball effect in the face. In the on the face or in the mouth. That's two different things. And the mouth dripping out of the lips on their chin. That's Maybe on the chin. In the mouth is good. Dripping down the chin just is implying that it was in the mouth. But when, like, dudes are coming, like, up some chick's nostril and in her ear and in her eyebrows, like, why? Why are you doing that? I don't mind the so, eye. I think the eye is kind of cool because the eye, personally, I think the eye is what we're all aiming for. Really? But we say we're not. See, I, were, I would much rather see a cum on a chick's tits because I like the tits. 
And then I just came on them. Yeah, no, that, that, that's definitely that's not. That's why, why in the face? I'm just I saying. Mean, you might as well, to me, it's like, you might, do, you, do you find coming on a, on a kneecap? Is that erotic? You know what it is for me? It's In the like, hair, is that good? I mean, I don't know if it's animosity. It's funny, if it's animosity, <laughs> it's funny but, it's but not, it's, it doesn't turn me on. I always feel that it's like I'm aiming for the eye, and when it does happen, which is rare, yeah, it's always just like, you know, score. It's kind of like winning at skee-ball. I've never done it. You've never won at skee-ball? I've never came on a chick's face. <laughs> it's come skee-ball. That's what it is. Do it's tickets like... come out of a vagina that you can exchange for prizes? <laughs> a little plush toy, yes. It actually does at the front of the apartment. Uh, <laughs> but no, you well, know, now I'm... you've got me interested. I didn't know there was an exchange involved. I just don't get why watching this once would make him never want to watch it come swapping. If, if it was dudes' mouths, yes. I would never want to see that. It would disgust me. I don't understand why... It's bothered him this much, but that's beyond the point. He wants to know... What was the name of the movie? Uh, Hold Every Drop, Then Swap Four. Okay. But he wants to know how he can get back at his brother. <laughs> what type of revenge he could do to his brother. <sighs> well, he's been victimized by an overexposure gambit, right? It's like yeah. when your dad catches you smoking when you're and eight years old. You... It makes you smoke an entire pack and you never and They're not allowed to do that anymore, actually, by law. Really? Yeah, you can be charged with that. The government's going to tell me how to raise my child now? No, I, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I heard a mother is being charged with uh, attempted murder for doing that to her kid. I'll just threaten my child with death if he tells anybody. <laughs> just give him the belt loop to the face. <laughs> what, I, what I suggest here, the revenge that I would do to my brother, although this probably wouldn't work on my brother, but if I had your brother, what I would do, your brother's probably older, he's probably married. I would hide shemale porn somewhere where his wife would find it. Why not just full on gay porn? Either or. Gay porn or shemale. But I think shemale is better because the wife would be like, he's still attracted to women, but he likes women with dicks, mm -hmm. which she could never be. You're right. So I think, what it, I think that would bother her more than just straight gay porn. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe, okay, maybe gay porn will work too. Or bestiality, anything. I do fucking a, a dog. Uh -huh. Just hide it. Somewhere strategically, where the wife's just gonna like come home, be like, "Oh, I'm, you know, I'm gonna pick up my Daniel right. Steele novel yeah. and do a little reading," mm -hmm. and then she'll pick it up, and then she'll find that yes. bestiality porn, just and she'll right die there. a thousand deaths. How about if this dude just fucks his brother's wife? There you go, Wackerly. <laughs> And then comes on her face and, and takes, takes a, a Polaroid, picture, takes a Polaroid, and sends it to his brother. That's better. Actually, I think that is a is a better revenge than what I was thinking. Yeah, <laughs> because it's all not only will it get back at his brother, but it's also getting back on the horse. Yeah, I think that's what you should do: have sex with your brother's wife, come in her face, take a Polaroid, or have sex with his brother's mom. That'd be even more humiliating. But that's his mom. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Sorry, a, it's a little too far. Yes, a little too far. I, I misunderstood. Well, there you go, Friar. I uh, hope that uh, you take that. You heed our advice there. I think that's what we would do. Good luck with your movie opening. Yeah, <laughs> I think that might work for you. Uh, people can email the show at ziggerongpodcast at uh, hotmail dot com. Uh, we're about to get out of here, but uh, real quick, if you haven't already joined the Sick and Wrong forum, you're missing out on hot naked chicks. I heard and there's a hot new naked chick on the on the forum. What appears to be, yes. I'm always skeptical, but yeah. Is, is sick and wrong written somewhere on her body? No. So okay, so then you need to be skeptical. She seems genuine. 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 
Did she post the, it? The other women haven't driven her off yet. Did she post sign. it in an existing thread? Like a, a new thread A couple thread for of her? different threads. Yeah. Okay, so there's some new nudity. I've been, you know, I haven't been on the forum the past couple of days, so I've got to go check this out. I've been, I've been migrating I back. My, I, I'm like crazy busy, but uh, I'm migrating back slowly, starting to post. So there you go, people. Go to the Sigurong forum and see some hot, naked, young titties. Uh, SigurongPodcast.com. Click on form right oh, there. Oh, she's not young. She's like 80 years old. Oh, okay. Well, hot, no, naked, no, I'm just old titties. I'm fucking with you. She's probably 18, I hope. Yeah, uh, hopefully. <laughs> uh, people, make sure you subscribe to the show on iTunes. It really does help us out. Leave us a comment. Give us a five-star rating. I think I said before a couple shows back that we're trying to... We have a goal now to get 700 ratings by the end of the month. How are we doing with that? You know, I think we're like at six... Six years, not really. So what, were gonna, like what were you going to do if, if it doesn't happen, or if it does happen? I forget. I'm gonna have to check the tape. I forgot what it was. I made you commit to something. It was something involving my taint, though, and frosting. As most of my uh, gambles with you yeah. involve your taint. It, it was something involving true. taint and frosting, birthday cake frosting. I, I'm mm. not quite sure where it was going right. with that, but that's what we want to do. Let's do this, people. 700 ratings by the end of the month. Go subscribe to the show on iTunes. Don't make me sit at my computer on, <laughs> on the 30th. Coming up with fake identities. Coming up with fake identities to get D to do what I told him to do. Also, uh, make sure you buy a Sick and Wrong tea from the Sick and Wrong store. Um, I don't know if I mentioned last week, but we're kind of running out. We only have a few larges left, a couple XLs. Are we going to halt ordering once we're out or what? I think we're going to back order because I'm going to okay. make a new shirt. I already have this new design yeah. in the works. Yeah. Uh, but you can also uh, order T-shirts. We have a whole uh, new and improved cafe press store that's open with all sorts of new merchandise. Sick and wrong swag. Yeah, the problem is, you know, when when people order from Cafe Press, it's all well and good, and there's all the different choices. There's more variety. But when you order from the website, it's been touched by the fingers of D. Simon. It has. And you can sort of sniff it. I mail and, it out personally. You know, there's a little bit of the oil, the essence OD on the shirt because he's put it in the package. <laughs> My Jew oil comes off. Jew oil. Yeah. From the from, claw. Yeah. From the Jew claw that I wrapped it up in an envelope with. So uh, people go order some sick and wrong stuff at the sick and wrong store, sick and wrong podcast.com. Finally here, we're going to end the show with Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. Pretty much you can guess whose who song we're going to end the show Which with. Which song, though? Oh, well, you know, we've got a couple of emails here. Tristan wrote in, I'm sure you've heard by now, Ronnie James Dio died yesterday. It should be obvious that this week you should end on a Dio song. Keep it sick, keep it wrong. Yes, Tristan, it is obvious. We used to end every show with a Dio song. We used to end every show with Last in Line. Yeah. You remember? So, um, but we're not going to do that. We're not going to end it with last No, time. I don't want to do last. Too expected. Uh, we also got an email here from Jamie who says, I just heard that Ronnie James Dio died. Could you play Holy Diver as a song of the week to commemorate his death? No, no, no. no. You know too, what? Too we, we played Holy Diver again. I would rather play Lance Wankley's slide whistle rendition of Holy Diver than the actual song of Holy Diver. Because I'm not going to do I, <laughs> I haven't rehearsed it. Recently, I, yeah, exactly. Recently, I haven't rehearsed it. <laughs> yeah, I, I know you have one, but you can't just like pull it out on no, command. I'm rusty. I think we should end the show with a song that inspired metal fans throughout the world. Stand up and shout. Yeah. Okay. It's that's a damn good. fine. A deep song. cut. Yep. You know. So here's to you, Ronnie James Dio. Let's do a shot here. Oops. Rest in peace, heavy metal god, Ronnie James Dio. RJD. It's gonna be missed. They're gonna bury him in a shoebox. <laughs> Stand up and shout. Take a wrong song of the week. People will be back next week with episode 228.
Till then, take it easy. Good night. It's the same old song. You gotta be somewhere sometime. Take it sleazy.